For April 15th, 2021, it's the Lullabot Podcast. Hey everybody, it's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 253. I'm Matt Cleave, the senior developer at Lullabot. With me as always, co-host of the show, senior front-end dev, Mike Herschel. That was the March Madness intro. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> Starting a guard from Gainesville, yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Or thank you for having me, Matt, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and and with, with that introduction, I think we should play some like Rolling Stones Start Me Up or something, right? That, uh-huh. would, be, that would be a good one today, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't let the, uh, the, the hopefully hopefully we don't get caught for copyright infringement with that though. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll leave it off. We don't need to fight the copy strike. But uh, we're talking about starter kit, right? Yeah, starter kit theme. And um, what is that, right? So uh, with us we have Larry Escola. He is a engineer at the Drupal Acceleration team at Acquia. He's a Drupal core committer uh, doing a lot of front-end stuff. And he is all, all the way from uh, beautiful Finland. Welcome, Larry. Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. I guess my introduction is way more boring than, than yours. That's the sort of Finnish uh, way of introducing ourselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Glad you're yeah. here. Hey, you're an old pro. You've been on the podcast before. Yeah, um, I guess I've been a couple of times. So excited, mm-hmm. excited to be back. Well, cool. we're we're here talking about the uh, the starter kit theme, and that's some of the the work you've been doing um, as far as getting stuff going in Drupal Core. Can you just kind of tell us what it is? Like, just kind of kick us off. Yeah. So I've been working on the starter kit theme, like you said, and uh, it is a. Uh, replacement to the Classy team that, that we have in core. And the idea of Classy is to provide a starting point for front-end developers that want sort of uh, some sensible defaults when they are creating their team. And we've had this problem with Classy that we can't really make many changes to it because of um, all of the teams since Drupal 8 have been ex- extending the same team. And uh, if we started introducing changes, and uh, in Classy, those changes would impact all of those teams built using Classy. And uh, for example, if you made some changes to the markup, uh, that could have an impact on the CSS someone wrote on on their teams. And we certainly don't want to do that because of uh, it could be very hard for our front-end developers to track what those changes are. And uh, it would take some work from them to fix that. Yep. Uh, so the starter kit theme, instead of providing a base theme, what it does, it has a sort sort of default markup and default CSS, and it has a CLI tool which uh, front end developers will run, and it will then copy that into the directory that the user, uh, that the front end developer, uh, specifies when they run the CLI command. Um, right now, the starter kit theme essentially has the same markup same CSS as uh, a team that is extending Classy would have. Okay. Uh, what we are hoping to do is that uh, uh, we can we can actually improve from that, that as we move forward, uh, we, we make some changes to that, to that and uh, front-end developers can actually have even, even a better starting point. That's pretty awesome. So 
So right now, like, like assuming, you know, this gets committed, um, I would run a command and the command would say like something like so-and-so command generate theme and create a name for the theme and put it in the themes directory. Is, yeah. Is, is that about right? Yeah, that's exactly what it would do. So you would basically say generate theme. You would give it the machine name of the team uh, that you want to be generated. It would then generate some CSS. It would generate some templates and it would even add a dot team file and libraries and all of the hooks and the libraries are specific to the, to the machine name and configuration that users gave. That's pretty awesome. So, and, and it copies it over from this starter kit theme that's based on classy is what you're saying, right? Yeah. So basically the starter kit theme right now is uh, a copy of Classy where we've made some minor modifications, mostly yep. to the documentation. Uh, so we've removed uses of the word Classy in documentation uh, so that it's not really referring to a specific team name so that uh, when the team gets generated, it necessarily doesn't look like a team that was generated from something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and at that point in the future, like if we want to make a change to the starter kit theme, we can just do so because if we make a change to say in the starter kit theme and say like 9.5, it's not going to affect themes that were generated in maybe 9.2. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly what the idea is. So uh, yeah. we can basically make changes to the, to the markup, CSS, everything, and the team without having to consider teams already built using that tool. That's pretty awesome. I, I kind of remember back in the battle days when I was dealing in the theme layer, Mike, now I now I have people for that, people like you who are way smarter yeah. at front-end stuff than me. But like the fork and forget model, and it seems like we're just kind of extending that. You know, we used to just say, oh yeah, we're going to use this theme, but we're just going to copy and paste it and fork it. And then if it gets upgraded behind it, cool. Like, I don't care because I have my version and my version is the right version. And then we're not going to break my website, right? Yeah, and, and sort of in the history of Drupal, the, the, history, the, the historical way of doing things has been that teams are just not compatible with the future major releases. So markup could change uh, mm -hmm. when you upgrade to uh, new to major versions. And that's something yep. that changed uh, in Drupal 8. So for example, if you upgrade your team from Drupal 6 to Drupal 7, you might have to make some changes to your team for to make it compatible. And that was exactly the sort of uphill battle where you try to figure out exactly all of the things that are broken as a result of uh, upgrading your uh, site and, and I, team. And I wasn't necessarily saying it. like, you know, I'm going to fork Bartik or whatever, you know, was in core, but like I was going to add the Zen project and then make it my own. Right, so it's the yeah. same idea, and so if if it upgrades behind it, then it still works, and that's that's yeah. really kind of a, yeah. a really great goal. So there are some uh, teams in the country ecosystem that are using similar approach to this. Um, so Zen is one of them. There's a popular one called Basic, and uh, basically what they just do is they provide you a uh, sort of starting point, and you're not supposed to be relying on uh, them. Uh, when you move forward, you just sort of fork that as your starting point and then forget. It's like you say. Yeah. So, so the starter kit theme will obviously contain a lot of templates and, and twig files, but uh, are you including any type of style sheets or JavaScript? It does have some basic JavaScript and CSS. I think there might be one JavaScript file or maybe not. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not sure. Um, but at least we do have some CSS. Um, if it doesn't have any J uh, JavaScript right now, 
I think there's definitely a chance that we will have some in future. Uh, for example, uh, we do have some team functions in JavaScript, and I think the, um, the, the, the starter kit team would be a good place to provide uh, custom markup for uh, JavaScript team functions, for, for example. Uh, we do have some very basic CSS there. Mm -hmm. uh, we, that is basically some old CSS that is coming from core modules, which was moved to Classy. And uh, we didn't really have much time before Drupal 8 to figure out what is exactly in there. So that's probably something that we need to start working on. I also don't have a good grasp on, on what is in there exactly. We, the approach that we took when we created Classy was sort of just copy as many CSS files from modules to Classy as we can. Yeah. And uh, since we haven't really been able to make changes to those in um, Drupal 8, they've not, they've not become fam familiar to me. Um, yeah. That makes sense. So they're probably all using a lot of floats and old, old style CSS. Yeah, pr I, I would assume so. And, yeah. uh, there could be even even CSS that is not targeting anything because of we, we haven't really done that type of cleanup at all. Yeah, that sounds like a, a fun thing right there. Um, so is the function of this theme, it, it, like, so obviously the function of this theme is to create a new theme that could be like maybe a starting point. But like, could the function of this theme also serve as maybe an educational tool for a front-end developer that's coming into Drupal for the first time? That's one of the uh, considerations that we had. We were sort of thinking, how does this impact different user personas? And we certainly did realize that uh, the, this could uh, improve the teaming experience to someone that is newer to, to Drupal teaming or front-end development because of you would have more examples uh, in hand. And rather than being familiar with uh, overriding and uh, providing style, uh, style sheets to different templates, you could just use the pre-existing -ex ones and uh, sort of go from there. Mm -hmm. It does also provide the opportunity to sort of customize that experience depending on the user preference. We could we could uh, add more configuration options to the CLI tool so that we could add or modify or remove something from the generated team based on the user preference. And that's not really something that is possible with Classy right now because of it's just sort of one team uh, and uh, we would have to provide multiple teams to be able to do that. Yeah, 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 it's definitely true. Like, like one of the things that that comes to my mind, you know, when you're new to Drupal, there's a lot of like uh, front end things that are are a little difficult. You know, um, some of the things that come to mind are things like Drupal behaviors, um, pre-process, and yep. uh, one of the things that's uh, always very difficult and still can be difficult is is knowing like what to output within your within your Twig templates. You know, like um, you know, if I'm if I'm trying to out, output a value of something that's not maybe just like right there, it, that that can be like one of the harder things that front end developers have to deal with. Figuring out the right yeah. variable or the the right yeah the right variable or 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 uh, whatever's underneath of that whatever's like an array or value. Sure. You know, like like right now it's it's a situation where I where I use. Um, X debug, but a lot of people will use, you know, things like Kent and things like that. And 
those are those are the stumbling blocks in my opinion for for newer developers i think we're getting a little off topic that could be a nice topic though like like what it is you know maybe maybe we could have a, a podcast sometime like what is it what is it like for a new developer coming in drupal drupal is hard <laughs> sometimes yeah. but i think it's relevant to this i think it's that's something that we can start discussing now that we are allowed to start making changes to those yeah. things because that was something that we were not really we didn't have many options to pro make changes there before so there was not it didn't make that much sense to talk about it because you would basically be just told that you're not allowed mm -hmm. to make those changes so um i love the idea of like including examples in code because as a developer like my favorite way to figure stuff out is by copying and pasting and screwing around with code yep uh there are many developers that are like that that have mm -hmm. the preference of uh having sort of an example where they can start uh, making their own changes. And uh, I was uh, a developer like that as well when I started front-end development. So uh, mm -hmm. um, it's it's certainly something that I do. It, it's a use case that I value myself because I can see myself uh, getting started from there. And I could imagine other people like that. I, it's great to hear that you are one of those people too. <laughs> Not everyone yes. is like that. There are many people who are, would think that that's not a valid use case at all. Um, for example, if you come from a um, higher education background, like you have a degree in computer science, like it, you might not really have that point of view then. Mm -hmm. Show me versus tell me. Like you might want to read yeah. the documentation or the API side or, you know. Yep. And all, 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 of, all of the above might be good for getting people involved and figuring out what's going on. Yeah, I guess something else that had an impact on me was that um, when I started programming or front-end development, um, I was not very fluent in English. So reading documentation was really hard. Uh, but it, it, So it was much easier to mess around with the code and figure out how it, what does it change. Yeah. And so, I, for example, I, le I learned programming before I really understood what the things in PHP meant. And then later on, when I learned more English, I realized that they are actual word that made sense. Yeah. So like, I didn't, for example, when I, when I learned PHP, I didn't know 4-H meant what it means in English. <laughs> uh, it was just a random set of characters that I had memorized that this is what you use to create a loop over things. That's funny. Learning English yeah. through PHP. I mean, that's kind of the alternative. People are like, yeah, I watched I watched American television and learned English. I, I wrote PHP and learned English. I don't know if I, if I learned English through PHP because it was just I learned them as random sets you learned of words that I never words thought and, about yeah. oh, them wow. being words. Huh. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. So is there like anything in the Drupal ecosystem? And I'm thinking like things like Drush or Drupal console that, that does anything similar right now that you know? Of? Uh, so not with Classy for sure. Not sort of with the core teams out of the box as, as, as far as I know, at least. And uh, there are Drush commands to some contrib teams. Like for example, Zen is providing a Drush command to create a team using, using Zen. Uh, basic is is providing a drush command too, and then basic has conceptually is very similar to this. It has some use cases that uh, that classy doesn't cover, so it, it is a little bit more opinionated. Like for example, it has SAS 
part of the, the mm -hmm. generated team that they create, uh, which the, the starter kit team doesn't have, at least at the moment. Um, but it, like conceptually, it's very similar to this. So there is some overlap there. That's pretty interesting. That's the, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but that, those are making sub themes though. It, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm new to the, new to the topic and I might not fully understand, but you're, you're creating new, like you're creating a completely new theme based on another theme, not necessarily making a sub theme, right? So I think, yeah. So this is creating a sub theme of stable. It, it is a sub theme uh, so of it stable. Is, it is okay. Sub, yeah. It is and I know you said that before. It just didn't digest in my brain. Yeah. So it, so it's it sort of is a sub theme, uh, but stable is not a sub theme or base theme in the sense that we would provide any default Wait. markup or something. Like it. It's more just for us to have the capability to um, provide backwards compatibility layers specifically to teams that opt in for that. Type so of the so the starter kit though is creating a complete copy of classy, which is then sub theme of stable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there could be not all of the PC layers are on the level of template or CSS. Uh, for example, in the stable team, we've created BZ layers for JavaScript things. We've created BZ layers for libraries in library, uh, library info alter. So it, it could be different kinds of things. Are there any kinds of different uh, requirements to the file directory? Um, that needs to be writable to create this theme when you run your script. Is it, it needs is to it be normal? writable. To, it needs to be writable to the user that is running the CLI command. Sure. Um, is that generally so, different than a lot of setups, or is it is it fairly straightforward to somebody who might be need to use this? So there might be use cases where you are using Docker or some kind of virtual, uh, virtualized environment where you would have to go to run the command in Docker or in the, mm -hmm. in the uh, virtualized environment rather than on the host. Yeah. Uh, so that that's probably the one consideration there. Other than that, I think it should be pretty much the same as if you are able to run Composer, you should be able to run, run this. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So... Um, Right now, this is a PHP script. Now, like a lot of front-end developers, especially if they're coming in from outside of the Drupal ecosystem, are more familiar with JavaScript. Has there been any thought on like creating like an npm command or npx command or something that that would basically accomplish the same same thing? Yeah, I. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I sort of recognize that. I, I think npm is certainly more familiar to front-end developers. I think the main reason why we wanted to use PHP or I, why I chose to go with PHP at first is because we probably want to provide some level of extendability um, in future. Yeah. And we sort of have all of that API in PHP. And uh, for that reason, PHP is a better fit for us. So what I mean by the extendability is that we probably, so right now, we only support one starter kit team, which we are proposing to add as part of the CLI tool. But in uh, the, CL the CLI tool has been built in a way that it can support other um, starter kit teams uh, with 
some minor changes to it. So we would provide basically configuration option on the CLI, an argument for that. And uh, we would have to provide a way for teams to indicate whether they support being a starter kit team or not. Uh, but to be able to do that, I think we also have to provide a way for those starter kit teams to define the steps taken to generate a, a team using that starter kit. So, for example, we don't support at the moment uh, generating starter kits that have have any config YAML files in the team. We don't rewrite those uh, so that they would be working in that generated team. Uh, that's one example. We will probably add that to be part of the core, but there are certainly other uh, considerations, other steps that uh, the teams might want to take when a team is generated using that as a starter kit. For example, the basic team is running NPM as part of the steps taken to generate a team using using their generator. And that's probably if they if they wanted to use the core tool to, um, to provide their experience, um, they would probably have to be able to add that to the steps so that they have similar uh, process, the same commands that the user needs to run when they create a new team. So I take it your CLI tool is just standalone PHP scripts. Is there any reason we're not requiring Drush for this? Uh, so because it's in Drupal core and Drupal don't really require Drush, it doesn't have that type of um, dependency on Drush in any way. So it was easier for us to go with the standalone CLI tool. And, and there's a, like a pre-existing CLI command in core, which is for creating development environments and that type of thing. And uh, we then thought it would be appropriate to go with that. Okay. I wasn't aware of the other commands in core. Uh, yeah, it's core slash script slash Drupal. Okay. That's the, that's the console tool. And uh, it has a couple of commands which you can run. Yeah, I know there's like a one-line quick start tool or something like that where you can just like, you know, copy this, you know, one thing and it downloads a script, runs Composer, will install the demo Umami profile and, uh, you know, run, you know, a local version of PHP with SQLite and it just kind of works, which is pretty, pretty, which is really neat. Yeah. We're talking the starter kit Drupal theme with Lowry Escala, Aqui Engineer, and Drupal Core Committer. Coming up right after this, we'll see where it's going in the future. Welcome back to the Lullabot Podcast. We're talking with Lowry Escala, uh, all the way from Finland in like some forest, according to his Zoom background. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about the Drupal starter kit theme. So um, the starter kit theme basically makes a copy of a starter. Uh, the starter kit command makes a copy of the starter kit theme. But there's been talk of creating different options and being able to extend that. So like, for example, like I, I, I personally work on uh, the Olivero theme, which is, uh, you know, a, a new theme in Drupal core. Uh, is there a talk of having people being able to generate, to run this command and ex create a copy of Olivero with their own name or anything similar to that? Yeah. So that's been discussed and sort of, We've, we've been thinking, how would it look like if we 
provided the option to generate your own Olivero team mm-hmm. from by using Olivero as the starting point. And uh, I personally believe that that's a very interesting idea because, for example, how I got started in Drupal teaming was that I would copy Bardic or Garland to be my team. And uh, then I started making changes to that. And if you are that type of learners, that's the, the preference that you have. It might be a very well-suited feature for you. It, it might be very helpful because for me, it was actually quite a, quite a few steps that you need to take to, to be able to create your own Garland or, or Bardic version because you, you need to replace the all the names, uh, machine right? name yeah. and uh, some 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 uh, directory names and and things like that. Process the libraries, all the YAML files. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. On top of that, like right now, um, I'll, you know, the source files within Olivero are post CSS, which which basically means they're like a a form of CSS that is not yet understood by the browser. Um, so we have to run this post CSS pr- uh, process. That's that, and and the uh, the configuration for that is stored outside the Olivero theme. So, has there been any thought into given like, well, if we do extend things like Olivero, how how will the end user be able to transpile that CSS and JavaScript? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I believe so. I mentioned earlier sort of that. Um, API for the team to define the uh, the steps needed to generate a new uh, new team using that starter kit theme. I believe that that's a good fit for that. Maybe Olivero needs to have a step um, in its generator steps to generate some of those commands to be included in the in the teams that are generated using the Olivero starter kit theme. Uh, so you would essentially so so we don't want to have those in the Olivero team in core. But if someone generates their own Olivero team, we would then copy those files over from core into that team so that they would then have a snapshot of that of the version of the the, the configuration on that day that is needed to create the, the files over there. I guess another option would be to figure out if we could even ask a question from the user that if they want post CSS or not. And if they don't want, we would have some way to provide them with this like pure CSS without post CSS. We could yeah. potentially use the generated post CSS mm-hmm. for that because of it's still, in most cases, um, it, it's pretty clean. There are some use cases where the generated CSS is not format formatted correctly, but since we control the steps, we could even run some, yeah, some prettier or something, to, yeah, yeah, something like that to make it make make it actually formatted the way we want it to be formatted. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, here's a question for you. So I make a copy of this. Uh, a starter kit theme and you know i i i I extend it i develop on top of it and i i push it to production and it's pretty awesome but in the future there's changes to the starter kit theme which are not going to filter down to my new theme like are people going to care about those changes uh is there a way to track those or is is there how's that handled 
So right now we don't have a solution for that. We are a little bit unsure if that's a use case people actually yeah. care about, if they want to be able to follow the changes in the starter kit team. Sort of the reason why we expect that it's not necessarily going to be hugely popular is that we were unable to make changes to Classy uh, over the last four or five years since Drupal 8 released. Yep. And people were just fine uh, over that time, even though they didn't, they didn't receive almost any um, fixes to the markup over that time. Uh, my gut feeling is that people don't necessarily care much about what type of changes are happening in the starter kit because they've basically, they fork and forget. They Yeah, the forget is the key part there. <laughs> yes, because you, you basically forked the team and you made it work for your use case and uh, you don't really care about what is happening in the upstream after that because you... It well, it's well fitted for your use case already. It is good enough for that. See, uh, the, the, the 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 potential. I I agree with that a hundred percent, with the exception of security vulnerabilities. Yep. You know, that- like obviously, if if there's a security vulnerability, like it is somehow, like that's something that needs to be accounted for. But at the same time, themes are are generally you know don't do not have the same amount of PHP. You know, so there's less opportunity for uh, security vulnerabilities to sneak in. Yep. It's tricky if there's uh, security vulnerabilities in the PHP that we provide as part of the uh, the starter kit theme. Um, It's something that is really tricky for us to handle. What we have given some consideration to is Twig because we provide much more code in Twig. Yep. And um, we basically looked at... um, the past and we didn't find any security issues that uh, would have made any changes to Twig templates. Mm-hmm. And uh, since Twig is a language which we compile in PHP and we control the steps taken to compile that, uh, if there is a security vulnerability, we could um, potentially introduce, we could pot- potentially fix it as oh, part of those steps we take to compile the Twig templates. And um, I-, I believe that the Steps taken to compile a Twig template are more likely to have vulnerabilities than the actual code in Twig templates. Yeah, but that's not contained within this new generated starter kit theme, so that's okay. Yeah, and uh, that's sort of a pre-existing problem as well because people already override a ton of Twig templates. So even if there if there is a Twig template which we provide, let's say the page HTML Twig or HTML, HTML Twig, which many people override in their yep. teams, uh, we would already have to look into solutions like that because of we would not be able to ship uh, a fix that would be very effective because of so many people override those templates. So what is the difference between like, what are the different use cases of, of creating a starter kit theme versus a base theme? Like when would I want to use a starter kit theme? When would I want to just, you know, extend classy or, or something else? So base themes and starter kit themes have different use cases to, to them. And I believe that the classy use case where we provide sort of non-opinionated uh, markup and CSS to users is a use case for starting a theme because of you would always have an opinionated design built on top of that. Like you would have someone build you designs or you design them yourself. And uh, that's going to be how your website looks like. It doesn't, it doesn't have a design 
whether there's like in, 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 in that sense you don't really inherit a concept from there but then we have teams like bardic which comes with a design and if you create a team that sort of inherits the idea of olivero where it's it looks like 99 like olivero but you maybe change the accent color and a couple of other things to match your sort of overall overall like style guide that you have mm-hmm. but you're fine with like the navigation working the way it is in olivero you're fine with like um the layout being the same as it's in olivero um that's a good use case in my opinion for for base teams that's not something we support right now but i think it's a valid use case which we should look look into yep. and um i think that's sort of the the use case for base teams. I think there's another use case for base teams, uh, which is like university or some kind of enterprise base team where you maybe provide some CSS, which has some components that are specific to your style guide. It could be even less opinionated than that. You could even provide like some accessibility tooling or some some tooling that is specific to your organization, like like um, post CSS SAS, or something like that. And then you built your websites for different departments or different brands using using that tool. The reason I believe that's a better fit for base teams than Classy, even if you don't necessarily inherit the role design and concept to the, um, to, the, to the teams implementing it, is that you have more control over how they are being used because of you can sort of go look, you, you can most likely go look all of the teams that are uh, extending it and then figure out how disruptive some of the changes you are planning to introduce are. That's not what we can do with Classy. We, it's, it's a sort of complete black box in the sense that we have no idea how people are using it and uh, how any of the changes that we do are going to impact uh, our users. And for that reason, we've basically just decided not to make any changes there. Mike, if you are given a new project and nothing in the code base yet, where do you start? Yeah, I, I generally start with a blank theme, you know, and in, in Drupal 7 land, I would always, uh, I, I kind of had like my own little starter kit theme, but and I, I Lullabot just... Has, has kind of played with that, you know, among the yeah. front-end developers throughout the years and, and tried different things. So I didn't know where things were now and how, how you did it. So you would go... Yeah, Lullabot, Lullabot created a theme called Windup um, a while ago. And it still That's been a while. Yeah. yeah, and and it's gone through several iterations. And I honestly don't think that, that, that we use it that much. I think it was yeah. created like a, a one or two front-end developers said, I'm going to put some effort into this and then wouldn't it be cool if yeah exactly (laughs) you know um like like from my point of view i i have like goal starter kit or like i'll copy code from other themes i've done that i think might be relevant you know so so that's but but i usually kind of start from ground zero this would be super awesome i i think um to, to be able to extend other themes, you know, things like Olivero that, you know, I think could accommodate a lot of use cases. Uh, Larry, is there like any type of thought on like having, having this script reach out to Drupal.org and maybe extend, extend, uh, like automatically almost manage dependencies where I can say, I want to extend this theme and I don't, I haven't even downloaded this theme yet. And it would just go ahead and reach out, grab it, run whatever scripts. That's an interesting idea. I don't think we've, I've heard that before, to be honest. I, but I think it's a very interesting idea and something we could 
potentially look into. Because I think if we want to build that driving ecosystem of starter hit teams, I think with that, we, we could provide much better user experience because we would not actually have to download the, the team and yeah. then sort of throw it away after that. It would be That's, really nice, you know, like a, a theme dev- a, a theme project maintainer could just sh- throw on their project page, run this command, and then bam. Yeah. Laura, you first started, you, when we came back to the break, you said you first started um, working with themes um, in Drupal by copying Bardic or something like that. Um, Mike, Mike, did you have, a, have an early theme? story yeah what did you yeah, do it was, that, it was garland you know yeah. i started in drupal 5 and yeah i, I remember it was like 5.3 and i uh i literally hacked the hell out of core in garland and nice. just modified it changed things i didn't even i barely knew anything but i, I would just change stuff around until yeah. it looked okay i mean the files I, are there I, why don't you change them right yeah exactly <laughs> I, I i even like in a lot of cases I, I probably was using like table layouts or something it was it was, it was pretty spectacular nice <laughs> I, I had a uh i had a like a a thumb drive on, on the download from a friend that had like an awesome starter theme. He had gone to a Lullabot workshop and yeah. apparently they had handed out like pre-release versions of Zen. <laughs> so yeah. I had like an early copy of Zen before anybody had it on a thumb drive. It was like, yes, this is yeah, how man. I'm starting. <laughs> My, and that was probably, you know, the Drupal five, the early days of six, maybe, but probably five. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, passing, you know, recordings of your favorite band <laughs> oh, around yeah. on, on, on cassettes or something, I you got, know, <laughs> I got the theme bootleg. It was awesome. Yeah. Bootleg. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> what, what, what's the timeline on this? Is it, it is it done? Is this going to make nine dot two or, or what are you thinking at this? I think we're pretty close to getting it in core as alpha experimental, but alpha experimental code is not included in releases. Uh, we are try- uh, I'm trying to push uh, us to make it to beta before 9.2, but yeah. I think that's still a little bit unclear what is needed for, for beta. So it's hard to say if it's going to happen or not. I At this point, it seems a bit unlikely, but um, if, if we get if you're we, if we able to make a good crunch in this in DrupalCon and um, maybe some people help us out to clear out those uh, missing features and uh, issues, we could it could be still achievable. Yeah. So where do you need help? Like, like, and, and how can people help? At the moment, I think we still need a little bit of help on just validating the idea and testing to make sure that it works on, on sort of everyone's environments. So as, as Cleve said earlier that, uh, or as Cleve asked earlier, there are some requirements on the file system and uh, the op- operating system to ru- be able to run the command. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be helpful for people to run the command and just test it out to make sure that it works on different kinds of environments and, and figure out what the problems are with different kinds of set- setups. That makes sense. This is a good idea. What was the genesis of this idea? Like, does this come from you or is this something that someone asked about or? We had a meeting in DrupalCon Seattle, sort of just about the status quo of Classy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was with uh, people who were involved with the development of Classy and sort of the front end uh, tweak and and things related to that in uh, before Drupal 8 happened. Mm -hmm. And um, there we were 
think of different approaches to be able to sort of complete the work that we had planned for uh, Drupal 8 to happen. And uh, in that group, we decided that this would be the best approach to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, so uh, it's not my or original idea. It was something that we came up in a meeting. Is there a place in Drupal Slack where you're working? Uh, so we are working as part of the Drupal 10 readiness. So that's T10 readiness uh, channel. Okay. So that would be the, the best one to reach out. Cool. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. It's it's great to be back and it's always so much fun to do this podcast. Yeah. And yeah, and and yeah, thanks for joining us and thanks for working on this and and all all the, all the work that you put into core and everything in the ecosystem. So thank you. Thank you.